Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Ravenslayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi, a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Ladyboy Gigi. Tonight's episode is on relationship models. Before I discuss the different models, I would like to raise a question. Why do a show on relationship models? Well, I can tell you this. I've been around many alternative communities, and I've seen many issues come up in different relationships. And I think my intention is to provide people with information in order to make informed choices about what types of relationships they want to experience. When I first started dating, there weren't many options. In fact, when I was growing up, I was presented with only one relationship option, monogamy. It was boy meets girl. They got happily married and have around two or three kids, and then they live happily ever after. Of course, both the boy and the girl were expected to remain virgins till the wedding night. I personally had several problems with this style of relationship. The first was a matter of timing. When I first started dating, I would meet someone, fall in love, and agree to go steady. Then later I'd meet another person who I felt attracted to. What was I to do? 
how could I tell which person would be the right girlfriend if either of them? I reasoned that if I met another person to whom I felt a stronger attraction, perhaps in the future I might meet someone who is even better for me. The problem was in timing. I had met the second person too late when following a monogamous model. The second problem I had with this model, the model of monogamy, was how to determine sexual compatibility with another person when one has not yet had sex with them. I was being asked to make a lifelong decision based on feelings and attractions only. It's true that we could talk about relationship issues, but I didn't feel that this was enough information to make a lifelong commitment. Another problem I have with the monogamous style relationship is that I'm a bisexual. I'm attracted to both females and males. I do not believe in cheating nor in going behind my partner's back. Having a relationship with only a female was not really a good option for me. Although there are many bisexuals who are very happy with practicing serial monogamy, and I'll go into what that means later. This relationship model did not take me and my sexual orientation into account. Then I realized one day that whoever came up with monogamy was probably long dead, since this model has been around for a very long time. The final problem I had to struggle with is that I'm intersex. I'm both female and male, and I'm neither female nor male. I'm of the third gender. Doctors performed sexual reassignment surgery shortly after I was born to make me look like a male, but the truth is I'm not a male. So I do not even fit the equation of boy meets girl. There is also a moral obligation. If I meet a woman and do not inform her of my true gender, then she gets a package that looks like a male, but is not. The illusion that the doctors created in my body is not enough to change my real gender. Gender is deeper than body parts. I do not have the right hormonal balance to be a male. I also believe that whatever makes up gender, it is of the body, mind, and spirit. My mind and spirit are still third gender and will always be. That is the gender that I was born to be. While this is my personal take on monogamy, I do see some of the benefits of monogamy for others. The benefits are many. Having a stable relationship with security and, as long as there's no cheating, a relationship that's free of STIs and STDs. Monogamy is also great for when you want to have kids and a family. And there's many economic advantages to monogamy. Our whole social structure seems to support monogamy. We live in a culture that promotes monogamy as the one acceptable type of relationship model. To be precise, monogamy is the ideal objective, 
But what is actually practiced by the majority of people in our society is really serial monogamy. While monogamy and serial monogamy are relationship models that have many benefits, these two relationship models do not work for everyone. It is interesting that our present-day concept of marriage and monogamy are relatively new from a historical perspective. In many cultures, marriages were prearranged. In many cultures, one could not marry another unless they were in the same social class as you. Modern relationships evolved from Queen Victoria's era. Romantic love started as a game in the noble class and started as a game within the queen's court. There were several strict rules to follow. As the noble was restricted, and whom they could have sexual relationships with. The problem was that relationships were prearranged to preserve the class system and were used as a means to gain political power. Often the marriage was strictly about creating heirs and had little to do with love or relationships. So the royal courting was started by nobles who were bored and wanted gratifying sexual encounters. It is from this game that we get words like suitor and courtship. Fortunately, there are many other relationship models that are practiced successfully by people throughout the world. It took me many years to discover exactly what all these were. I went to bisexual conferences and went to workshops on relationship models, and uh, many other types of workshops, too. <laughs> on this show, part of what I want to do is provide education about human sexuality and about human relationships. The purpose of presenting these relationship models is to provide information so that each individual can make informed choices about lifestyle decisions. There are many pitfalls that can be avoided with honest communication between partners in any relationship model. Since monogamy was not for me, I started searching for other relationship options. And I'm going to go over some of the basic models that I found. These are not an exhaustive list, but should provide some viable options to choose from. First, of course, there's the monogamous relationship. And true monogamy is a relationship between two individuals where each individual in the relationship is a virgin when they start the relationship and maintain sexual fidelity throughout the relationship. This is a committed relationship with the commitment lasting a lifetime. What most people practice in our culture is serial monogamy. This is a relationship between two individuals who choose to maintain sexual fidelity throughout the relationship. Once one relationship ends, another serial monogamous relationship may begin. One of these serial relationships may end up lasting a lifetime but does not necessarily need to, one or both partners 
may or may not necessarily be a virgin when the relationship begins. Then there's the polyfidelity relationship. This is a relationship between three or more individuals who choose to maintain sexual fidelity with each individual in the relationship. This can be a long-term or a short-term relationship. There's polyamorous relationships with restrictions. A relationship between two or more individuals where one or more in the primary relationship chooses to have sexual relations outside the primary partnership under certain restrictions that restricts who they may be involved with. For instance, restrictions may include obtaining permission from all partners before engaging with an outside new partner, or only having sex with new outside partners who are of the same gender. And then there's only having sex with new outside partners without an emotional attachment. These are only a few examples of restrictions that can be put in practice within a polyamorous relationship with restrictions. This can be a long-term or short-term relationship. And then there's polyamorous relationships without restrictions, where everything's a free-for-all. <laughs> and this can be long-term or short-term relationships. But I don't advise going without some negotiations and figuring out exactly what everybody expects and wants that's involved in the relationship. Then there's friends with benefits, or fuck buddies, a relationship that is based purely on sex without becoming emotionally bonded and without attachment. This can be a long-term or short-term relationship. The swinger community and swingers. It's sometimes called wife swapping, husband swapping, or partner swapping. And it's a non-monogamous behavior in which both singles and partners in a committed relationship engage in sexual activities with others as a recreational or social activity. Swinging is a form of open marriage, and that definition is from Wikipedia. Polygamy is the practice of marrying multiple spouses. There's basically two forms, a man having multiple wives and a woman having multiple husbands. Anonymous sexual encounters is a sexual encounter between two or more individuals who do not know each other beforehand. These are usually one-time encounters, and sex is the primary focus. In the gay community, there's what's called barebacking. It's sexual activities without safer sex barriers. And this is highly dangerous because you could contract an STI or STD. Sacred sex is a sexual relationship between a sacred sex practitioner and one or more partners. The primary focus of the relationship is spiritual in nature and often involves healing on a psychosexual level. This can be a long-term or short-term relationship. And with the sacred sex workers, 
Often there can be very intimate relationships without a lot of sex. It's more on how you define it and what types of services you want to provide if you're a sacred sex worker. Asexual relationships are non-sexual relationships where emotional intimacy and friendship are the primary focus. Sexual BDSM is enjoying sex as a part of BDSM roleplay. Prostitution is providing sexual services for payment. Concubinage is an interpersonal and sexual relationship in which the couple are not or cannot be married. And that's a Wikipedia definition. Although some people do not practice safer sex, I encourage everyone to practice safe sex, no matter what style of relationship you choose. Even in monogamous relationships, people sometimes cheat. Cheating behaviors often do not include practicing safe sex, and this increases the risk for their primary partner. Since there are many STDs that are treatable but not curable, it's highly recommended that everyone practice safer sex. For me, I am involved in a polyamorous relationship. I have a primary partner that I live with, and I have many outside relationships. I've always kind of seen sex as a way to expand a friendship with some of my friends. For some friends, we keep the relationship platonic. In fact, most of my friends are platonic friends. I'd like to take a moment and share the benefits with some of the different relationship models that I've experienced. With polyamory, I have found a freedom and a joy of having multiple partners fulfilling many of my sexual needs. I have needs that are different from my primary partner, and she also has needs that are different from what I can provide her. So polyamory has given us a way to, for each of us to meet our sexual needs. Polyamory has also brought us very close. I think by practicing a polyamorous relationship, the two of us have had to sit down and talk about things that a lot of couples don't sit down and talk about. And we had to iron out very good boundaries for ourselves and figure out exactly what each of us meant when we stated we wanted a polyamorous relationship. What did it entail? And by going through this process, it brought us very close and I think opened the doors to an intimacy that wouldn't have been opened otherwise. I'd like to talk a little bit about fuck buddies or friends with benefits. I've had many sexual encounters with boys and girls that were more into the friends with benefits type sex. Especially when I was younger, there were times when all I really wanted was to have a good fuck. And it felt so good. And I didn't want a deep relationship. I was single at the time. All I wanted was someone to play around with. And I didn't want all the baggage or all the stuff that comes with more romantic type relationships. Basically, I just wanted someone that enjoyed having sex with me. 
And that was very beneficial at that time in my life. And even today, every once in a while, I do like to get with someone that's into just having sex and not getting into all the other stuff that you typically get into in sexual relationships. Anonymous sex is something that I've practiced long ago. I don't do it as much as I used to. In fact, rarely now. It can be amazing, and it gave me some kind of a whole different perspective. It was like meeting someone and just having sex with them, and then leaving, there was no strings attached. It was very beneficial in the sense that you know, we both got what we wanted and enjoyed it for the few moments we had. And it was great. I practice sacred sex as a sacred harlot. And it's rare that I actually have sex with people, but I do a lot of healing work on sexual level. Often more of a psychosexual level. And healing can be so helpful and so rewarding. It gives me a pleasure to reach out and help others that are kind of struggling with all kinds of different problems. Unfortunately, in our culture, a lot of people don't have someone to turn to about sexual topics or sexual problems. Trying to discover information and solutions on your own or on the internet can be kind of difficult. By being a sacred harlot and running Aphrodite's temple, I've been able to work with people one-on-one and I also do a lot of workshops and education in Aphrodite's temple. And I find it very rewarding to teach people new skills and how to become better lovers. When I was in college, I had a asexual relationship with a another guy. It lasted about eight months, eight or nine months. Basically, we were very good friends, and the friendship grew to a whole new intimacy level. Neither of us wanted sex, but we both wanted intimacy and closeness, even physical closeness. We'd sleep together in the same bed, naked, And sometimes one or the other of us would get a hard-on, but it wasn't really sexual at all. Sex just never came up. I wasn't attracted to him that way, and as far as I could tell, he was never attracted to me that way. But we did have a very deep connection. He was kind of almost like a brother to me, and that was a very rewarding experience. I've had many BDSM sexual relationships. And for some people, they don't like to combine BDSM with sex. For me, I love sex with BDSM. And it often just involves masturbation as part of the scene. Rarely do I do anything else. But it is so amazing to finish off an intense BDSM scene with a little bit of sex. (laughs) And one of the things I get from it is, you know, being ADHD, 
BDSM, especially when I play the role of submissive, brings me to a calmness and a stillness that nothing else can really bring me to that headspace. It's something about BDSM and play scenes that just bring me sharply focused in the here and now. And I think partly the endorphins and other chemistries that are released in my bodies doing a BDSM sex scene help calm my brain and give me kind of a clarity and just a floaty good feeling that lasts sometimes for days afterwards. And these are just a few examples of some of the benefits with some of the different relationship models that you can experience. Often, when it comes to polyamory, people assume that the relationship is totally free and open and that anything goes. Even some people in the polyamorous relationships feel that there's no need for a commitment. I've learned from experience that commitment is important for all relationships, no matter what relationship model you follow. A commitment provides a foundation for the relationship. The commitment can be similar to some of the wedding vows that are used in marriages, or they can be something totally different. What is important is that all primary partners collaborate on the commitment and agree to it. I think first and foremost, open and honest communication is important for all types of relationships. I would like to go even further. It's important to specify with your partner or your partners how you define the relationship and discuss the boundaries you want in place. My primary partner and I wrote a polyamorous commitment, and we shared each of our writings with each other. Then we discussed areas where there were differences and came to a final agreement on how we wanted the relationship to be. I've seen a lot of problems arise in many different alternative relationships because each person had different expectations but assumed their partner understood what was meant. It's a good to be very specific about what rules you want to follow and which outside relationships are permitted and which ones aren't. There isn't a formula or correct way to structure this. What is important is for all parties to be on the same page, so to speak, and to come to an agreement that works for everyone. While this process can be difficult to iron out, especially if there are huge differences, it is worth the effort. A sex coach or a counselor who specializes in alternative relationship counseling can be of value and can be very helpful in working through the process. While this isn't a relationship model, it does involve all relationships, and that is becoming fluid bonded with your partner. For many types of relationships, many people in open relationships decide to make a fluid bond pact 
whereby all partners in the pact get STI testing, and if there are no STIs present, they agree to engage in unprotected sex within the pact group and practice safer sex with outside sexual encounters. For some people, to be safe, they all get testing done on a regular basis. I am against the concept that monogamy is the only option that people have. If monogamy works for a person, I'm all for it. I respect the boundaries others choose for their lifestyle choice. But I also ask that others respect my boundaries and my lifestyle choice. It is my hope that this show gives you more options for informed decision-making. I also hope that as more people learn about relationship options, there will be more acceptance of different relationship options within our society. I find it interesting that I live in the land of freedom, as long as I choose the right option. Is not freedom about having different options, where each option counts as a legitimate choice? These models are based on information that I obtain going to many bisexual conferences that I've attended over the last 30 years. I wish to give special thanks to all the presenters who provided information about alternative relationship models, many of whom are pioneers in the area of living in alternative relationships. And I've known many long-term relationships, polyamorous ones, and even polyfidelity relationships that have been highly successful. In fact, me and my partner, my primary partner, have been together for a little over 25 years. And I have a boyfriend that I've been with for probably over 35 years. It's really been an amazing journey, and I am so happy that I discovered early on that there are options and choices that we can make, even if they aren't fully accepted in our society. But fortunately, things are changing, and they're getting better. Our culture is getting much more open-minded about alternative relationships. And so I end this show tonight with one thought. Go out, discover, and explore, and figure out what works for you. What type of relationship would you like to be in? I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. 
add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.